Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Emerald Games Cast. My name is Nolan. With me is I'm Janelle. And I'm Alex. And uh, you guys might remember one of our most uh, well-performing episodes. Alex, Janelle, you were both on was Hatsune Miku's Minecraft Earth. You guys remember that? Was I on that? I one? I don't think Janelle was on that one. I think I was I think friend you... of the show Andrea. Oh yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Okay, well I'm just bringing it up because episode 39, 39 is the Miku number, listeners. So we 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 need oh we need to leverage. I think we need to leverage that somehow to get that listener count up. People click when Miku's in the title. Sometimes Jack, I, I wish. Can I speak with you yeah. in private for just a moment, really quick? We'll just yeah, go off yeah. to the side. Yeah. Okay. What's up? Oh, we need to do something about Nolan. He can't keep. He can't keep bringing up fucking Hatsune Miku on the podcast. We have to get rid of him. We have to vote him out. I don't know what we got to do, Should but we, we got to do something. Should we kill Miku? Do we kill Miku? Is that how we take care that? Of this? You know what? That's a very good point. We can figure out how to kill Miku on our own time. Okay, let's go back and do the podcast. What you okay. So. Over there? What? No, what nothing. It's fine. It's fine. We're fine. Can Everything's I, can fine. I, can I come? Can I come no, back no, over you can't. Over? No, you can't. Okay. I'm gonna listen to Hasuni Miku on Spotify oh until it can come back god. onto the we show. Gotta hurry. We gotta hurry. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Let's, well, let's go back and record. So. Well, that was a stupid idea, Nolan. So we're not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now let's. How about this is the Miku episode? Uh, how about it's None just of one episode before episode forty? Tangentially... Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's just yeah, one episode before good. episode forty. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it is September eighteenth. Uh, we are here. It is, it is foggy, it is smoky outside. How are you guys doing? Well, it's not smoky outside anymore. So this is still kind of smoky where I am. It's, it's not here. A, a little bit. Not, no. My phone tells me the air is good now. Oh, my and phone told me the air smoke. is still bad. Maybe that's just down oh. where you guys are. Yeah. Well, regardless of the air, uh, it is Friday. Yesterday was Thursday. We Tomorrow have Saturday and the next day Sunday. PlayStation 5 showcase on Thursday. And the air may be bad, listeners, but the video games are good. Damn. I know, right? I know, right? Okay, we got on Discord together, the three of us, and we watched PlayStation Five stream, so you don't have to. And you there were some though. games that came out not not came out some games that were announced uh, in this. It was like about 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 a forty five minute stream from Sony, um, kind of like the good E three presentations where they don't stop to expound too much on any particular game. This was really more of like a a constant rotation of trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is one of the best like Sony conferences in a long time because it was just it was just banger after banger and we got the information that we needed about the console itself. This was um, the first time I've, like, enjoyed an entire conference in, like, a couple of years since probably, like, E3 20-something, yeah, I think. It, it's like, amazing how good so many of these games and reveals and information was. So yeah. what what stood out to you most? I know Janelle and I, I think we agree on the big hitter here, but I want to know, like, what did you get out of this that uh, you're looking forward to? Well, I think the most important thing is we got a release date. Um, because, mm-hmm. listener, you might mm-hmm. not be aware of this, um, but uh, the holidays are coming up soon. And uh, generally, that's relegated as society, Western society is relegated that as the gift-giving holiday. So that's when everyone wants to get their uh, expensive toys out into the public so people can buy them for their kids or spouses or whatever, right? Or um, their podcast co-hosts. And, the, and, and their podcast co-hosts who they listen to so dearly. Um, yeah. But if Sony was being very, very quiet, and Microsoft, to be fair, both of them were, about when this console was coming out, and they were running out of time that they could say, oh, hey, here's here's the console, here's how much it costs, and here's the day it comes out. 
but we finally got information. It is, correct me if I'm wrong, four ninety nine for the edition with the disk drive. Yes. Three ninety nine for the version without, and it is coming out officially on November nineteenth. Yeah. Yep. Which is usually like the end of November is seen as pretty late for like a holiday release. Um, I remember Smash Bros. Ultimate came coming out on uh, like December 3rd and people were like, oh, that's way too late. But yeah, it, it makes sense because of everything going on. But we finally have that information that people needed to actually buy the console. So I, I'm also glad that we finally know how much this thing costs and when it's coming out. But I'm not as much of a numbers dork and I'm just happy to hear about video games. Oh, yeah, those are so, those know. are important, too. Those are those are relatively important. And, and there were lots important. of them, and there were a lot of them. Yeah. They're mostly ones that we already knew about. Um, my but like good information that, about things we were excited for. Yeah, absolutely. Like my prediction that Demon Souls would be a release game was true, and that makes me very happy. Um, but what I think, and I think Nolan agrees with me, was the most exciting thing that happened was the announcement of Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah. That or, was nuts. Or what looked like Final Fantasy fourteen plus because For a it, moment. It yeah, it really did. It they did. had the crystal and everything. Aren't crystals like a big mo those blue crystals a big motif in that game? There there's crystals? a there's a whole chronicle <laughs> motif in Final Fantasy in general. That's that's not necessarily fourteen specific. Um, okay. Most of the games have been about crystals in some form. But it's a trailer they really release called awakening they titled the trailer and it was a cinematic story trailer showed some stuff um that had a couple of things that stood out if you're into final fantasy lore i don't know if we have listeners that are but one thing that stood out to me is that they they this game seems to be about at least to my inference primals and summons being sort of tied to a character like the, the guy in the beginning, this mercenary, said something about, okay, man, you all know the target. We're going for Shiva's dominant. And then, so Shiva is one of the one of the 12, one of the summons in Final Fantasy. And there's some thinking that maybe someone, like the summons dominant is a person that, kind of like a, like in Persona, the way that the characters summon Personas. Because mm, yeah, yeah. later in the trailer, a character um, has a traumatic moment and then he sort of falls on the ground and it seems that sort of like ifrit comes ifrit's one of the one of the summons also that ifrit comes out of him so that maybe these characters are channeling this power um but besides that it's 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 back to high fantasy which to me is big because i don't think we've had like a straight high fantasy final fantasy game without without some sort of steampunk or sci-fi twist since Honestly, since the games went 3D, yeah, even Final yeah. Fantasy IX, which is the closest, is still um, steampunk or like cloudpunk or whatever I guess you call it. This is all baseless speculation, but I really wonder if this game, probably being developed around the same time as Game of Thrones, was an influence, considering that was like one of the biggest media properties in the world for a while. Like maybe that was like, oh, let's go, let's try to kind of mimic what they're doing and go back to our roots at the same time, you know. Well, Does it Yoshi does... P watch Game of Thrones? What's that? Does Yoshi P watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> Who knows? Does Yoshi P have time to do anything? No. Hey, you know what I think is funny about everything you guys are saying? Yeah, what's that? Despite the fact that I enjoy Final Fantasy and have played Final Fantasy games and like 
you know, all I'm thinking about is playing 14 when, when, before I go to bed tonight. But, and yet, Nolan's explanation, despite it being full of words I know, made no fucking sense to me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Because Final Fantasy doesn't make any sense when you talk about it. Well, then what if we talk about the combat? Let's talk about the combat. Which is kind of cool Yes, here. that's what I'm excited for. It looks like, uh, well, Alex, you know more about this than I do, but, um. So they're yeah, holding their it. cards close to their chest. It could be something kind of like, um, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which uses what is technically a real-time battle system, but, like, carries some of the motifs from turn-based, uh, and they kind of reinvented the ATV system, but they brought on, uh, Ryota Suzuki, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, who was the designer of Devil May Cry 5 and Dragon's Dogma at Capcom, and he joined Square Enix a while ago as what they called the battle director for what was, at the time, a secret uh, AAA title under the division of Yoshi P, who is the director or producer of this game, rather. The director is some, like... His name is Hiroshi Takai, and he was... Uh, his, his only other director's credit I believe is on the last remnant, which is sort of like an old seventh gen RPG. Um, But he has been involved in a lot of final fantasy stuff as a, uh, like in heavensward, the final fantasy 14 expansion. He was, he was partially involved in in creating that uh, with the, with a pretty high station, but I don't think he's ever directed a final fantasy game. So he is, is, is pretty new to this. Um, but Naoki Yoshida, Yoshi P, has been producer and director of Final Fantasy XIV almost exclusively for, like, over half a decade. So him yeah. him being producer on Final Fantasy XVI, at least to me, is 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 pretty big. I would imagine he had a hand in, in picking the director. So I, yeah. I have a lot of confidence in Hiroshi mm-hmm. Takai. Absolutely. Um, I'm also really interested to hear what uh, Suzuki is going to bring to the table. I'd love to see, like, a almost character action-esque like real-time strategy game but you know what i'm the most excited about or rather the most the thing i'm most excited to not have involved what uh is is namura yep Yep. (laughs) he's not he doesn't get to play with this new final fantasy which is fine like i like i like kingdom hearts okay i i it's i i have a love-hate relationship with kingdom hearts but like let the man do his own thing, and then we can try something new and interesting with this game. Um, you can keep making your your you you can keep working on Final Fantasy VII for forever because that game's gonna take twenty years to be fully released and like release a Kingdom Hearts every once in a while when Disney allows it. But like, let let someone else work on a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, just this once. Hey, in the next Kingdom Hearts, will they put Star Wars characters in it? They have wanted to do this for years. They've actually come out and publicly said, they've publicly been like, we love Star Wars. We want Star Wars. It's hard to get Star Wars because they're technically operating as a separate entity. Huh. I thought that was a funny, stupid thing I said, but. Yeah, no, so did I. Yeah. It it is a funny, stupid (laughs) thing you said, but you have to understand who we're talking about here. That's true. That's a funny, stupid person. (laughs) Tetsuya Nomura was not a, okay, so he was going to direct Final Fantasy Versus 13, which listeners became Final Fantasy 15 after it either stretched on so long in development that they had to give it a mainline number or got so big that it just needed an upgrade. But there was a scene that released as a cinematic trailer that was a cutscene for Final Fantasy Versus 13. And then when that part of the game got scrapped, he made it, I mean, years later, 
a DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3 had like shot for shot his favorite, you know, that release trailer cutscene from Final Fantasy Versus 13 just with Kingdom Hearts characters now. You missed the best part. <laughs> the best part is that this takes place in the Toy Story world because canonically <laughs> in that world, it's a video game that was released that Andy is obsessed with and has been playing it and buying merchandise of it which comes to life and attacks the other toys in the form of the Heartless. I want to believe That's that... That's so dumb! I love it! I want to believe that Square Enix CEO approached Tetsuya Nomura, and he was like, Hey, Nomura-san, we want you to direct Final Fantasy XVI. And Tetsuya stomped his feet and crossed his arms and said, I'm not doing anything until I get to release <laughs> Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen. And they said, Tetsuya, Tetsuya Nomura-san, please... We we're two games past that now. Final Fantasy XIV no! has like five expansions. I don't wanna. I'm not gonna do it. And then <laughs> they put him in like the Nomura room and said, I, I don't know, go make Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 3.9 XHD update game. I, do whatever you want to do. He has his own chamber with a PlayStation 1 and a bunch of those chunky uh, Disney animated VHS tapes. They don't even give him instructions or a team. He just doesn't come out for like six years <laughs> and then he rings a bell and they come in and he hands them a disc and he's like, Kingdom Hearts 3 is on this disc. <laughs> they're like, shit, I put it on the lines. Get this pro get this produced. Put it out there. It's ready. We, do we have to call Disney first? No, just do it. They'll. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Just go. All right, good. Perfect. Good. I, All right, we got other games to cover, too. Uh, oh, Janelle, what were you going to say? I told you guys when we were watching this conference that it you can't check out of what you guys are talking about for a minute. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, like, coming back to, like, whoa, what's going on? What are you guys talking about? What's going on? Yeah. Um, what other what games were there? What games? I got a list right here oh, in front of me. Thank God. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to play Hogwarts Legacy. Nope, I would suggest you shouldn't either. Harry listener, Potter but... RPG. So, uh, they've said that J.K. Rowling isn't associated with it. However, she'll be getting a lot of money from it in any yeah, case. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how that licensing deal works. I wonder who gets the money from all the licensing, yeah. you know? Hmm. Weird. Yeah, so that game well, came out, which has been rumored for a really long time. So, it being announced was exciting, because it's kind of exciting when rumors are true. But, yeah. uh man it, there was an amazing giant bomb bit where they went around and talked about how the person who leaked it was this noble hero who was like fighting to receive secret information and give it to the public it was i always think of that when i think of this game as them jokingly praising this man for the way he phrased his leak and showed the footage that he showed being like i'm giving this information to the public it's my duty as a as a as a gamer and then he gets like he he he, he gets exiled to yeah to immediately like, cease and assist exiled to russia and <laughs> there's a new documentary called citizen five it's a sequel to citizen four yeah. but about the kingdom hearts yeah. guy yeah um it's great as a quick aside uh a, a psa to our listeners there someone's moving upstairs i think it's moving day in our apartment <laughs> complex noises and i am just hearing it's like it's like Mario hitting a block. Yeah. It's it's these Whoa. big bangs. Hey, and... good good video game analogy. Thank you. <laughs> I like those. Um, I'm so... not hearing it over the the mic, so maybe the no. mic's not picking that's it up. That's okay. So. Okay, well, so if we got not, just know that's the energy in this house. Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. We got Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, There's a new Spider-Man game. We knew about this, yeah. but we got yes. to see some footage of Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, 
I looks like more Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't have anything to say about it because it, it just looks like Spider-Man PS4 but more, which is uh, great. That's all I want. Miles, yeah, I love Spider-Man Miles PS4. Miles Morales means everything to me. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to this game. I didn't play yeah. the original PS4 game. Still can, I guess. But You totally should. It's very fun. But I, I'm excited for this. I Oh, I think that the remaining games that were shown are, are essentially things that we have already talked about mm-hmm. that we got new trailers of and i'm i would be reluctant to even say new information like for example we got a uh, gameplay from the new call of duty black ops game we got another trailer for resident evil village that's that, a lot like an expanded oh, version of the that, first yeah. one it, it was like almost exactly the same trailer. pretty much the same they teased the um, what are you buying guy we saw more of death loop we did get some death loop gameplay um um Another example of a trailer that I, I guess they, they laid out the blueprint of like what a mission might look like, but it, it didn't necessarily add any new information. Um, this conference was very good, but a lot of the trailers were entertaining rather than informative. Like, hey, just to remind you, we have all these cool things coming out for PlayStation 5. Double May Cry 5 Special Edition, that, that was new. Yeah, so you get to play as uh, as Virgil now. Uh, gamers are pretty upset that it's not coming to PC um, with all of the new upgrades, like ray tracing and like higher resolution or whatever. You have to buy the D- You would have to buy Virgil, but the graphical upgrades not coming is getting people upset, which I can kind of see. I don't see any reason why they would keep that on the PS4 yeah. or PS5. Excuse me, we're in a whole new generation now. Um, yeah. Speaking of PC video games this was i think a weird thing that happened um remember demon souls <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so I- i'm sure you guys will talk about that in a second i don't want to take that away from you but during the trailer they said it is a little little side note like almost like a chiron at the bottom where it was like oh it's coming to pc and maybe other consoles was basically the sentiment and then they scrubbed that and then, like, re-released the trailer without that. Well, and Sony was like, yeah, we, we messed up. That's not happening. So I think that was, that was the end card for Final Fantasy sixteen, And it said... That too. And it said, um, PlayStation console excu- exclusive and then an asterisk. I can't talk. Asterisk? Yeah. You're man. fine. You're fine. My throat. I can't talk. Um, also on PC. So I think they just accidentally reused the same card for Demon's Possibly. Souls. And people are upset, which is fair, but also mistakes happen. So, you know, you can't... That's a, Yeah, but that's like a that's like a decent enough mistake to the point where it's like, oh, other people can play this game. Then they'll just definitively be like, nope, they can't. Yeah, but that got rectified within like a couple hours. So it, it, it's... I, sure. I totally At the end of the day, the it's not going to matter. Yeah. But, yeah. But... Yeah. But, um... I think, um, I think it'd be funny if they, like accidentally put a part of the roman numeral in final fantasy 16 in the wrong place and they were like psych sorry this was supposed to be final fantasy 14 still we put the v in the wrong spot sorry about that yeah yeah oops um i i was wrong and i lied about what was the most exciting thing to me can i talk about what is actually yes, the yes, most please. exciting thing yeah do it do it the show ended with a with a little teaser for oh yeah the next god of war mm-hmm which I loved. We were talking when we were watching it about how, I think it was you, Nolan, who said that, like, you understand why people like it, but you don't think it's one of the greatest games ever? Yeah. Or something. When it came out and I played it, I thought it was one of the greatest games ever. 
And I maybe don't feel that way so much now, but I'm excited to probably feel the exact same way when I play the next game. Sure. And I'm very much looking forward to this because the last God of War game did not disappoint me or most people at all. And I can only imagine them doing even better with the groundwork that they laid out in the most recent one. And they did, they pulled a power move on us. They, they really showed off by not even showing the title of the game. They just showed the God of War logo and played the, the logo. Yeah. They played yeah. The, and iconic, had the voice actor. Yep. And they played the iconic choral song that that uh reboot came with and it's marketing and uh which is which is like double power move because the new logo is not even the legacy god of war logo from the original trilogy it's it's like a reworked new they have so much confidence in this rebrand that they're just they're just rolling with it, you know? It's even it's even a different color now, you know? There's a lot about it, is yeah. what I'm trying to say. That if you weren't tu- if you weren't yeah. tuned in to what God of War was in, in twenty eighteen, you could feasibly miss this. But like I don't I'd be surprised if anybody did. So I thought that was that was a, a great show of confidence from Sony. Yeah, starting with Final Fantasy sixteen and ending with God of War was really exciting i think yeah. they really that, knew how to like bookend that that's yeah. how you do a conference you start strong you end strong who cares what you put in the middle and yeah. then and then you put odd world soul storm in the yeah. middle yeah. <laughs> but i mean like for the most part the middle was good too yeah, and, yeah. and i think at this, no yeah, yeah absolutely at this point, we all expect i think not to speak for you guys but i'm pretty sure we all expect that for most video game conferences they will start and end strongly and then you don't need to really be paying that much attention in the middle but that wasn't the case this time, and I'm yep. really, really happy about that. Absolutely. So, can we talk about what I think is the most hysterical thing about, like, the announcement for the release date, though? Okay. The you pre-orders sure? were a fucking nightmare, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the pre-orders were completely insane. I don't know I don't know exactly what happened if, if websites accidentally put them up too early, because Sony said that they would be out the day after, so that would be today. But pre-orders went up, like, basically right away on most websites. And, like, nobody I follow on Twitter got one <laughs> because it was just, like, a total clusterfuck. Yeah. And um, went quick. a lot of those sales were to scalpers who already have them on eBay, which sucks. But Yeah. What's funny is that they actually, during the, the lead-up to the PS5, they announced and made it very clear that they wouldn't just drop it on us randomly. There'd be plenty of time for us to pre-order. Right. Uh, which did not happen at all, actually. Yeah, so... There was another weird thing relating to uh, early PS5 stuff, which I think is really interesting. There was a, a Bloomberg article written about it. Um, Bloomberg stated that Sony had cut their PS5 forecast by $4 million Without telling anybody, um, as which in, I believe is a... As in, like, the amount of units they'll be producing, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, which I believe is a federal crime, because you're just, like, lying to your shareholders at that point. Um, and so Sony denied it and made a pretty strong case as to why that isn't the case, because, like I said, it would be against the law. Um, but that was sort of a weird controversy that happened, which makes sense. Their stock, di- like... St- spiked way down it was like just a a crevice of loss of money that came from this announcement yeah this was actually a bigger deal than i think a lot of people realize like they could have gotten in a lot of trouble if this was real so this was like they had to be on their a game be like this didn't happen um and to be honest i'm not sure whether it happened or not 
um, they seem to be compelling arguments for both sides. And it makes sense because, you know, coronavirus and apparently, according to the Bloomberg article, they also had separate issues with the new chips, which are partly coronavirus and partly due to just a lack of resources to get them. Um, huh. So I'm, I'm not sure what's going to come of that in the long run. Maybe there will be a much more limited run and they lied to us. Or maybe this was just a false flag and false reporting. But yeah. either way, Sony got Sony Sony got put in some hot water for this. Um, maybe we'll get like a 2021 true crime podcast about this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Serial season five. Get on it, Sarah Koenig. <laughs> the Gamer Serial. Gamer Serial. This is Chicago WBEZ but... with the Emerald Games cast. <laughs> <laughs> Produced I... by Ira Glass. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put... I'd be a lot better if Ira Glass was giving us money, but... Hey, Ira. You can do that, I guess. If you're listening, feel free. Hold on. I'd... Send you my Venmo. <laughs> Just really quick. <laughs> I had a professor who lived in Chicago. Um, if he's listening, you probably know who you are. He had a friend who went on a date with Ira Glass. And <laughs> apparently... Listen, Ira, I know you listen. This is the world <laughs> games guy. <laughs> I love Ira Glass. I, I love that guy. But th- this this woman that went on a date with him, according to my professor, reported that apparently he is just insufferable. Because he just, <laughs> ap- apparently he just can't stop talking. This this is the news that I'm reporting to you today. That's all. Go on. Thank you. I mean, it makes sense. This whole thing is like pot, is like radio, so. You know what I like about... <laughs> Ira Glass being an established listener of her show <laughs> per this episode is what I like about it is that just this last week we lost a friend of the show Jeff Did we? Jeff Keeley because <laughs> I embarrassed him on Twitter so I forgot about that you lose one you you, you get Ira Glass I guess for for context Jeff Keeley tweeted out this like gaudy awful platinum PlayStation 4 like real platinum PlayStation 4 controller for like what, like seven hundred and fifty dollars or something? I think it was maybe more than that. It was very Possibly. expensive. Yeah. But Janelle was justifiably like eat the rich, <laughs> and all of us were in in her replies being like, "What the hell?" And then Jeff Keeley shows up, like, "Oh, it was a joke, guys. Uh, <laughs> come on, Jeff." Yeah, it was mostly a joke. He we love you, Jeff. Yeah. I know that you're riding on the coattails of Alf's success, Jeff Keeley. But... <laughs> No, actually, listen, uh, I, I I enjoy the Game Awards, but Jeff, Jeff, I'm glad you didn't buy that controller, man. Yeah, Too seriously. much. Too much. Also, listen to Maybe the show. if you didn't buy the controller, you wouldn't have to keep selling out to obnoxious sponsors to fund the Game Awards, and you could have it be the Oscars that you want it to be instead okay. of the MTV Movie Awards. The Emerald Games cast has no official opinion on Jeff Keighley, listeners. Yeah, but Alex <laughs> does. Alex does, though. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Let's talk about another hey. conference. Oh. oh, what are you going to say? Well, you said it. Oh. Well, oh, okay. Well, well, high five. Damn. You yeah. want to bring us in? I didn't watch it. Alex, you want to bring us in? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> there was a Nintendo Partner Direct, um, which is what they're calling their games that aren't first-party titles to quell the flames of angry Nintendo fans who are demanding uh, Breath of the Wild and Bayonetta 3 and all... and. Uh, metroid and all that jazz sure but they live streamed this one which they don't normally do or they haven't done for the last couple ones so people were thinking this was going to be a big deal 
And I would argue it was. It was great. Um, yeah, easily the biggest thing was a new Monster Hunter game exclusively for the Switch. One that and looks after, amazing. It looks really good. And it looks... Not, it doesn't just look really good. It looks visually and gameplay-wise like Monster Hunter World, which mm-hmm. yep. is a great game that got me interested in this this franchise that was previously just like you couldn't even approach it. It was just so obtuse sometimes. I don't know that I would agree it looks visually like it. I think it 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 seems like a return to form to um, Monster Hunter 1 through 4's more cartoony graphics. Uh, but I think that it looks like it when it's being played because of the mechanics. Mm. But, like, the art style, it very much looks like... Like, this, when I watched the trailer, could feasibly have been called Monster Hunter 5, and and it would not have raised any eyebrows. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure yeah. why it's not called Monster Hunter 5, to be honest, unless they want Monster Hunter to maybe not... Maybe drop in the numbers. Maybe because World and Rise are on two separate tracks of... Well, not quite target audience, but you have like the one big high def game with less monsters, and then you have the the cartoony games that have more monsters and like a little bit more wacky. Uh, well, presentation. Hey, maybe don't drop the numbers. Hey, so I'm not following this at all because I don't like Monster Hunter, but I think I've heard on Twitter that there are two games that they announced. Is that yeah? True? But one of them is yes. Okay, so Monster Hunter Stories was the other one. Okay. And that's like a J, like a narrative JRPG that's set oh. in the Monster Hunter world. It's, it's sort vaguely of, it's like a spinoff. Oh, okay. But okay. it's not. Okay. Yeah, it's like you sense. are you are trying to actually protect you the, monsters. the monsters. Yeah, you you oh. like recruit them and do RPG battles. Oh, that's kind of cute. Okay. Monster Friender. Well, okay. you're right though. It's called Monster Hunter Stories Two: Wings of Ruin. Ooh. Maybe yes. a follow up to the first game story. I don't know. I, I, I never play played the first game, games. but they called it two, so and they it's named characters. It's very the fact cute, that they though. gave it a sequel and named characters. Yeah, yeah. There's a girl who's really happy to see a Brathalos, and she pets its nose. It's nice. There was also a Monster Hunter Direct that released at the same time. Like, in, like yeah, it's... the Direct was completely useless. They literally just repeated all the same information from yeah. the previous game. Um, wow. But I'm excited for Monster Hunter Rise. Um, if it keeps a lot of the uh, quality of life stuff that world had and doesn't like have that weird like map separation thing um i'll definitely check this game out um i'd love to get back in on the ground floor of a monster hunter game janelle you played monster hunter world a little bit yeah didn't like it you didn't like it didn't you, she like just it. said she didn't like it though it's yeah clunky i like was i just it wasn't very comfortable to play does that make sense it could have been because i hate using xbox controllers i'm really Possibly. bad at it but I just thought it was a little clunky and kind of hard to like get into the groove of. But they, I can see the appeal. I absolutely understand why you guys clunky. would like it. But I just found it kind of, you know. They are all more than a little clunky. Um, yeah. I bought Monster Hunter 3 and Monster Hunter 4 on my 3DS. And I bounced off of both of them. I never played past the beginning areas. It took me until Monster Hunter World to get into it, but even then it was because I had a friend who was a veteran who was teaching me everything as I was playing it. Like if I just jumped into Monster Hunter World, I don't I don't know that I would have liked it either. Their their UI and the way they onboard you to their mechanics, it's historically bad. Like it's, which it's is weird lot. because Capcom is good at that. Most I of completely the time. disagree with that for World. I thought World was like actually really accessible. Whereas well, when I tried to play I think it was four on my three DS, it was 
hard to play and hard to understand and super not inviting. What about the online mechanics? It's it's bizarrely difficult and That's hard true. to understand how to play with your friends. And there's a lot of weird restrictions, like how you have to go to a separate hub, but the hub functions identically to the main hub, and the main hub is also online, but you can't interact with any... It's just like, I, what I want out of Rise is a good Monster Hunter game with a lot less of that. Uh, yeah, a better, be more robust online system. Yeah, Maybe, I know this is Nintendo we're talking about, but maybe the fact that it's going to be exclusive to the Switch for some weird reason will uh, help make that easier. Because yeah. it'll just be integrated yeah. with the Switch's uh, online system. So Hopefully. There's also a very interesting take that I saw, that this game has a very specific release date. I do not remember what it is off the top of my head, but it's weird in an era where things are getting delayed all the time for a game to have such a specific release date. Also, Nolan, do you happen to remember when Monster Hunter 4 came out? Um, not at all. More importantly, do you remember what came out with Monster Hunter 4? And what helped sell the new thing that came out with Monster Hunter 4? The new 3DS, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so do you think... Wait, are you implying that there's going to be, like, a Switch 2 for Monster Hunter this has Rise? Been, this has been all but confirmed that there is going to be a better Switch. Really? Um, yeah. Nintendo has gotten in touch with people saying, like, hey, consider looking into making games in 4K. Um, so I think it is a matter of time until we get a Switch Pro or whatever they want to call it, just an enhanced Switch. And Monster Hunter has historically done really well with those sort of enhanced editions. I think they did the same thing with uh, iterations of the PSP also. Yeah, th this is a Monster Hunter tradition. Basically, they don't do downloadable content. Um, so like w Monster Hunter World had content patches, but that was pretty new for the series usually what happens is they release like monster hunter 4 and then as an example and then like a year later you have monster hunter 4 ultimate and it has new areas new monsters um and it kind of reminds me of the way pokemon does it it's th there's there's guaranteed to be at least two mo games of every yeah, monster yeah. hunter game so when are we um, gonna get a monster hunter slash monster world collab like, as, as like in the Monster Wonder Boy, Boy series? Wonder Boy, yeah. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. I'm sold. Something to think about, Japan. I want to fight. I want a boss fight with a, just a big old Peplagoose. Just a massive Peplagoose. I want Monster Hunter game, but rather than a Palico, a Peplagoose. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Palicos and rather than Palicos, there's a, a dog buddy in this game. You can oh, yeah. ride around on the back of a dog, and I hope that they release an Amaterasu skin for the dog, because they look the same shape of dog. That'd be oh, fun. that would be cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. This spring is when it's coming out, and more than likely, that's when you should keep your eyes peeled for any news about a new iteration of the Switch. Yep. Um, but that's um, just, that last part's a rumor. The game is definitely coming out at some point this spring. There is Ori. It's already out. Oh, they, yeah, yeah. Ori, uh, Ori is out, and Ori runs at sixty FPS, which is impressive because that game is actually pretty in graphically intensive. And that's a strange one because that was previously a Xbox exclusive. Yeah, um, it's it's a it's in house developed by Microsoft, I believe. Yeah, which it, it's it's not unprecedented because they already did some kind of interesting um, 
interaction between the Switch version of Minecraft and Microsoft's versions of Minecraft that, that yep, signaled yep. a type of partnership. But uh, getting an exclusive on the Switch from Microsoft is still kind of weird. It's like Minecraft's one of those ones, you can't make Minecraft an exclusive without it being bad for your company. That's a PR yeah. storm. But Ori, it's really interesting that they're doing this. Ori could have been a system seller for a lot of people. People love those games. Yeah. Yeah, you're on Game Pass. Do we want to talk about anything else really quick, or fitness boxing too? I no, guess we don't. it's no, like we their don't. new Wii Fit. No, Dis- we don't. Disgaea Six. I don't know. NIS oh, likes to Disgaea send us Six. codes. <laughs> I don't know if we should say that. I'm just, I'm just joking. I, I, I didn't. Uh, I'm not like super into Disgaea. I think the art in Disgaea Six is cute. Um, it, it's like a tactical RPG, listeners, where, where where the the gimmick is that you can level things up into the hundreds of thousands and you can do like trillions of damage it's the joke is big numbers it's it's a little too much for me at some at some point numbers become so big that they stop they just don't mean anything anymore to me and that's how disgaea feels but i played a little bit of i think it was disgaea 5 um and i enjoyed it it's a fun goofy little game but yeah it's not it's this isn't the game i'm gonna get as it comes out you know i'm gonna give it a while there's like the new the the Knights into Dreams guy has a game Battle in Wonderland. We talked about oh, it on yeah. a previous episode, but that's we we got some gameplay of that. There's also just like how this game is not Knights and Dreams, there is a not Chow Garden that they revealed. Oh yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. Gotta Mm-hmm. Gotta have a Chow Garden. And then if we're not going to talk about the rest, I'll at least just list them. There's a, a port of the Long Dark, that survival game about like, crashing in Alaska. Uh, Hades came out right after the conference. Oh, Hades, yeah! yeah. So Hades Hades looks super cool. It's by the guys that made uh, Bastion, and mm-hmm. while they had to delay it, it's going to have cross-saves with the PC version. So you can stop playing on your PC and then eventually pick it up on your Switch and like play in bed or whatever. So that's super cool. Yeah. 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 People are really loving it. John Romero made a game about a strategy game where you're a mafioso, which... With with, uh, Paradox, with the Crusader Kings guys. Very weird thing. Very weird turn of history for the the man behind Doom (laughs) to create. uh, I always confuse him and George Romero. I know I'm not alone on that. No, yeah, no, yeah. I I do that all the time, but... You got me thinking I think the weirdest thing... Ray Romano? Yeah, I get From it. Everybody Loves Raymond? Yeah, I get them Manny the Mammoth from oh my the Ice God. Age films? What if, he ma- what if he made a game? What would his game be? Everybody Twi- Fights Raymond. No, a no. A fighting game. No, 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 no. Twisted Metal 2. Why? <laughs> feels right. Can't tell you it feels right. Feels right in my gut. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll oh, accept yeah. it. Yeah. Huh. I-, I won't be taking any questions. Fair enough. Ray Romano's Twisted Metal 2. I think we just found the episode title. (laughs) Uh, And Sniper Elite 4 also coming to Switch. Um, But I'm I'm, going to be honest. I I didn't really care about anything in this conference except for uh, Monster Hunter. Yeah, uh, Hades was cool. Yeah. Um, uh, The new Disgaea game was cool, but Monster Hunter was definitely their big ticket item. Now, Janelle. What up? I know. I know that you have a question for us i do but first can i say one thing that we forgot to put on the docket oh sure what's up is that okay yeah um the 3ds is dead forever oh they did They're yeah not making any more of those so yes. um maybe instead of them coming out with a new switch for monster hunter 
they just were like, well, a new 3DS. Reverse. New 3DS. The new but... <laughs> new 3DS. But I do have a question. Okay. Do you guys remember 2010? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I don't. Did Did you have a game that year that came out that you liked? What was your favorite game of 2010? Um, hold on. I. You just I, told me to ask. I I and know. Now you're telling me to hold now on. Now I'm now I am absolutely struck by indecision i'm paralyzed by indecision listeners we talk about the best games of each year we started several episodes ago with the best games of 1995 we're now up to 2010 that was 96 was it 96 i think so. either one either so, way we're up to 2010 somewhere in yeah. the 90s yeah um I, i'm i need alex to go first <laughs> yeah <I> mean, <laughs> well uh yeah. well one reason I remember 2010, why I was so adamant about remembering 2010, is because one of, easily one of my, like, top five favorite games ever made came out that year, and that's Red Dead Redemption. Um, yeah, it Came out in 2010, and I played that game, and that game, this is, like, the lamest thing to say, but that game kind of, like, changed my life and the way I look at games, and even media as a whole, you know? No, that makes that's not um, lame sense. At all. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um, well, it's also lame, but, you know. You want to know something funny, Alex? What? Not only did Red Dead Redemption come out on the same day as Alan Wake, but it also came out on the same day as Shrek Forever After. Who would have known? What oh to buy? shit! I yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, where should I put my sixty bucks? Probably in Shrek. <laughs> but bring no. everyone and a bunch of food to Shrek. Yeah. I mean, I haven't finished the first one yet. I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like you played through for... the second one, though. You love the second one. Yeah, the second one absolutely changed my life and helped me like overcome my grief with my. For my dying father so you saying that it changes the way that you look at media absolutely makes a lot of sense these games are incredible they're yeah on a different level so that makes yeah. a lot of sense it's only a little dorky yeah only a little yeah only a um little. i feel bad saying this right after the fact but i'm not a huge red dead 2 fan i have problems with that game but I know. It, a lot of those problems are mitigated by red dead 1 i think that game is like a masterpiece i think it's actually like really really good and I wish it wasn't forever trapped on old consoles because apparently it was coded and thrown together so shoddily that they just can't port it anywhere without completely breaking it. So it makes me really sad that this game will never, ever, ever like be re-released or anything like that. How yeah. come Rockstar, the most meticulous game developers ever do that, but Tetsuya Nomura's team makes these flawless things that can go on every system ever made? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Listen... Tetsuya Nomura, Red Dead Redemption 3. Uh, Sora meets John Marston. Um, okay, wait. I Before I say my last game, I, I gotta say. Uh-huh. Um, we, we rag on Tetsuya Nomura as a director. Man's a good artist. He's he's actually really talented when, when he's on the art team. So I agree, I but I'm surprised to hear you say that after all I fucking hear about every time I bring up Kingdom Hearts is Sora's shoes. Uh, you guys are always yeah. complaining about Sora's shoes. Kingdom, um, Kingdom Art Hearts is not a fashionista. Listen, Kingdom Hearts looks ugly, really dumb, but Kingdom Hearts is iconic and memorable, and there is no arguing that it's not creative. Sora's shoes um, are yeah. fine. They are a perfect middle ground between the the Final Fantasy characters and the Disney characters. That's they, what Sora's entire design is supposed to be. They it look is a like very surfboards. clever design. Don't fucking at me. They are gigantic. They are surfboards. Sora's shoes 
way too big for his feet. Clown shoes, too big for their feet. Coincidence? Maybe. Well, Sora is a clown. Sora is a dumbass child. We know this. That's this true. is fine. Um, that's a heartless thing to say, Alex. It's, oh, that's a pun. I get it. Yeah, yeah. It came, came straight from my kingdom heart. Hey, so we've... Wait, I didn't answer mine. Oh. Oh, okay. did you answer yours? No, I didn't. Go for it. I just had a, mo- I, a groundbreaking moment. What? Yeah, what's up? And now I'm... Now I'm torn. So... Oh. Okay, okay. So... As a group, we've already discussed this in the past. I don't remember what you guys said. This, this is new. Okay. And uh, the first time we ever talked about this, I proudly proclaimed that Yakuza 3 is my favorite game from that year because it's incredible. It's one of the least liked games in the Yakuza series, if not like the number one least liked game. Hmm. But I think that the way it introduces like another level to the protagonist is really beautiful and interesting. But I also just learned that Final Fantasy fourteen came out in twenty ten. However, do we do we consider that to be like Final Fantasy one only, or can we yeah, just say Final Fantasy as a whole? I don't consider that to be the game that I know and love. Final Fantasy fourteen is fucking awesome, and now I genuinely don't know what to do. So I for, don't... for context, listeners, what Janelle seems to be so conflicted about, from what I am able to grasp, is the fact that when Final Fantasy fourteen launched, it was a dog shit video game. It was awful and just almost universally hated, but Yoshi P, the producer of also the new Final Fantasy game, managed to rebuild it and make it into one of the most critically acclaimed uh, MMOs of all time. Yeah. But when it came out, it was absolutely not that. Totally. Um, listeners, you should watch the no clip documentary on Final Fantasy fourteen. It's incredible. It's great. But I haven't. You're torn. I haven't finished it, so I guess I'm sticking with Yakuza, but. Damn, that really changed a lot of my confidence. It really weakened. Yeah, but also that's not the game that you know and love, right? Well, I mean, that's the year Final Fantasy fourteen came out, so I think it does still count. It's like sure. how, I don't know, Vanilla WoW isn't my favorite sure. WoW, but I think I said WoW okay. the year yeah, it yeah. came out. Yeah, makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. I I can I can totally see that, and I have to take it into consideration for me too. But I think I'm gonna fall on, for me. Personally, I'm going to fall on the not counting it side because technically I've never played Final Fantasy XIV. I've only played Final Fantasy XIV of Realm Reborn. So for sure. me, I would have to agree with Alex, okay. which I know is boring, but Red Dead Redemption would probably be my number one also. Yeehaw, I mean, that's Cowboy. valid. If I had finished it, I'd probably say the same thing. Yeah, I, I want you to finish it to hear your thoughts on it because, you know... You loved Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm curious what Red Dead Redemption 1 would do for you because they I, are surprisingly different in tone and ideas. All I'm not going to start this this brawl with you, Alex, but <laughs> as a little hint at my thoughts so far, despite the fact that I'm loving it, I think that Red Dead 2 improved every single thing that I don't like about Red Dead 1 and is just subjectively better. We'll talk about that later. Okay. We will. I'm sure we will. Someday on the, the big... Janelle v. Alex, Red Dead versus Red Dead 2, debate 2021. They gave us boxing gloves with spikes and we just fucking go at it in the ring and also talk yeah. about Red Dead. Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah. It's on <laughs> Showtime. Yeah. To watch it live on Showtime. <laughs> it's on WWE. January 2021. Pay-per-view. No, 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 we're not signing up with WWE. Oh. Fuck that guy. What's his name? I don't know. The guy in the meme. Yeah, that guy. there was a huge overlap between people who like video games and people who like wwe oh there is I... it's massive yeah, but it's wwe is also like a scummy corporation 
run by this guy whose name I can't remember. That's going to kill me. Well, that's because you're not a WWE fan. I guess yeah. not, yeah. I'm not a real Alex, gamer, is what it boils Alex down to. only watches UFC. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, 2010 was a good year for video games. It was. 2010 was a good year. That's it's good. no 2007, but it was up there. Yeah. Well. Well. Listeners, thank you for sticking with us all the way till the episode before episode 40. The first episode where the second digit is three times the value of the first digit hey That's how right. many times can you do that before it stops being funny hey it wasn't funny question. when i did it too many exactly. times in the beginning so now i'm doing it at the end alex okay. is being toxic but i do think that the le- the less funny it is the more funny it is it's like a it's like a humor paradox <laughs> it's a it's paradox a, of comedy how do you feel at this point at episode 39 you can tell us whether or not my joke is stupid at emeraldgamescast at gmail.com or you can tweet at us if my joke is stupid at ODE Gamescast on Twitter. And uh, next week you'll be able to listen to episode 40. Hopefully. You wow. know, things are weird yeah. right now, so. Yeah. I've been Nolan. With me has been. Ray Romano. <laughs> and? Uh, the Mammoth from Ice Age, which is also Ray Romano. Soul creator oh, of yeah. Twisted Metal 2? Yeah. That's him. The- Do you guys ever play that game? No, I never did. No, fun as hell. Is it the one that has like, like the, the the clown the crazy yeah. Yeah, yeah, cut yeah. scene in the beginning of a serial murder? Maybe. I was young when I played it. Maybe I blocked that out. Isn't that <laughs> the one with the ice cream truck? Yeah, yeah ice yeah. cream truck clowns. Uh, sweet yeah. tooth, right? Yeah, it was the most fun one to play. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Hey, <laughs> listeners, mm. look live stream Twisted Metal with me. Yeah, that's a collab. <laughs> yeah, it's collab. Well, see you next week. In the meantime, email us your favorite Twisted Metal 2 memory. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>